Welcome to the By Maddie Marie podcast. I am your host, Maddie Marie. everybody welcome back i'm so excited to chat with y'all this week i missed y'all i hope you had the best week ever and happy taco tuesday it's our favorite day of the week because obviously we get to sit and chit chat but let's go over the outline first we're gonna go over we introduced this last week we are gonna go over our magic moments with mad dog then i've got some book updates for y'all I've got a few miscellaneous items just to catch up on per use. And then the meat of this episode is 10 things to stop doing to start being happier and living a better life. And there are some tips to overcome them as well. So without further ado, Magic Moments with Mad Dog this week. First off is gingerbread houses. I literally love the holidays. We've already talked about this. But I'm obsessed with all things festive, whether it's Christmas, 4th of July, Valentine's Day. I don't give a shit. If there is like a reason to have a themed gathering or dinner or beverage, oh, I'm all for it, dude. I live for that shit. So gingerbread houses is my first magic moment because my grandma is quite literally an angel and her and her husband bake gingerbread, construct all of these houses for the entire family And then they host us all where we can build and decorate our gingerbread houses. So on Thursday last week was our night and H even got to join us. So it was really fun to decorate gingerbread houses. I am a little bit competitive. So by a little bit, I mean it consumes my whole personality when there's a competition. And I did not win. Nope, my cousin kicked ass, dude. Her gingerbread house was so damn cute. I will find a picture. I'll see if she has a picture of it. (laughs) Stay tuned. But it was so fun. I love it. I love any reason to just hang out and bond. And we talked about our favorite Christmas songs. And we planned Christmas Eve dinner. So it was really fun to get together with everybody. And then my second magic moments with Mad Dog is on Sunday, I got to go to H's family Christmas dinner party situation and it was so fun it's always mind-blowing to me to see how accepting people are of decisions that are clearly making someone happy like it's been so fun to spend time with H he's the sweetest guy I've, I've literally ever met so seeing his whole family just welcome me and Romy both with open arms is probably one of the best feelings since being a single mom. I was skeptical about getting into a new relationship. Actually, I was like anti-new relationship. (laughs) I told myself I wanted to be single for at least two years. And I met H and basically was like, that's not fucking happening. Like this guy's the best guy I've ever met. So here we are. And his family is just as sweet. So it has been... It was just magical. It was magical to go in and be so seamlessly integrated into like their normal Christmas party. Romy had a blast with the other kids 
and I felt very welcomed and loved. So that was my second magic moments. Made my whole week to be accepted that way. Moving on to my book updates, though, I literally finished Fourth Wing <laughs> awfully fast. Obsessed with it. Um, please go read it. Maybe skip the next few seconds. I won't spoil anything, but I'll talk about the characters. I basically am in love with Zayden. Dane is, like, if you read Akhtar, Dane is the Tamlin of Fourth Wing. We don't like him. He's such a freaking POS. Anyways, I loved Fourth Wing. I started Iron Flame. I took yesterday, I think, like, off of reading, so I need to jump back into it. And I'm just... I devour it. Like, I want to be reading it all the time. Like, I will sit down for four seconds and be like, oh my god, where's my Kindle? Because it's so good. I'm so excited. I know there's more books that are supposed to come out. And unfortunately, I have curated my Instagram Reels feed to be fourth wing slash iron flame spoilers. So, and now I'm avoiding Instagram Reels because I'm scared. I don't want to spoil it for myself. And I'm obsessed with it. So I also, in terms of books, dude, I think I conditioned myself to have a physical reaction when reading because I read when I'm on the treadmill. So like your heart rate increases. It's like that conditioning. I don't know what psychologist came up with it, but you know, behavioral conditioning. I think I freaking conditioned myself to like have a literal physical reaction anytime I read because I did it while I was on the treadmill so now one I enjoy my walk my little hawker walk with my book on the treadmill but like now when I'm not on the treadmill like I get so excited to read it anyways SOS but whatever I will update all on Iron Flame as I finish it I think I want to go into another Sarah J Moss um series I think I want to do Throne of Glass next but I've also seen a lot about Haunting Adeline or whatever that book is. So I might be taking a peek at that because I am deeply intrigued. Anyways, moving on to the miscellaneous items. First off, it is so crazy to me that literally everything works out. When you set your mind to something, when you are focused on being your best self, being your most authentic self, being a kind, genuine human... Everything falls into place for you. Have you ever noticed that? Like, I'm obnoxiously positive because ever since the start of this year, I've had nothing, like, weighing me down. I left my toxic marriage. So, like, I felt like I was born again. Like, I felt brand new. I felt so happy. I felt so free. And everything has just fallen into place. And it's crazy how it literally just happens for you if you are being authentic. So that's my challenge to you. Be yourself. Everything will work out for you. Next item of miscellaneous business. I got a damn refrigerator. My fridge went out before I went out of town to Arizona for Thanksgiving. It had been weeks, dude. I was losing my freaking mind. My freaking sweet angel of a maintenance guy for my apartment complex brought me this mini fridge that's like basically my height. So it's not, I mean, I'm going to say it's not that many, but it is pretty small. And H is an angel. So I put a lot of my food in his fridge, had the mini fridge. My kitchen was a shit show for a few weeks because I had the mini fridge, my old fridge, it, and I could not situate anything so that it would all fit good. Anyways, my new refrigerator came. Thank the Lord. 
So that should maybe honestly be a magical moment with Mad Dog because it was, it was, it filled my soul with joy, dude. I got my kitchen back. Anyways, I, I know it's just like a tingling of New Year's coming along, but I can feel a shift in mindset like coming. Like I can feel a mindset shift just on the tip of my tongue. And I feel like it's like a lingering, I know I can do more and I know I can do better. And it's just waiting for me to like fully commit. So stay tuned because I'm about to rock this damn world. But also it is winter time, at least here in Utah. I don't know where you're listening, but we get snow here. So this is your weekly reminder to go clean your fucking car because I, look, I'm obsessed. I have to have a clean car or I basically have a freaking aneurysm. Like I can't function properly. That's so exaggerating. But like, I like a clean environment and my car is no exception. And so I've got a little pass to car wash place. So take your car through the car wash, wash off the salt, vacuum it, start. It's Tuesday. So you're not really starting the week, but you kind of are starting the week. Start the week off with a clean car. Anyways, movies coming out this year, or this year, this month, we've got Wonka and we've got Aquaman and we've got Migration. I am so excited to see Wonka. I'm a little bit scared because Johnny Depp was an amazing Willy Wonka in Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, but I think Timothy Chalamet will actually do good. I'm excited to see... Like, the background of Wonka, I kind of wish it was Johnny Depp. No offense, Timothy. But I am excited to see how it is portrayed. I hope that it lives up to my expectations. I will be devastated if it doesn't. You will definitely be hearing about it. And I feel like because of all the drama with Amber Heard and Johnny Depp and Aquaman, we just have to see it. I feel like that's a must-see. So I'm excited. I probably won't be seeing Migration in the movie theaters because... Romy would probably like it, so I'll probably wait for it to stream at some point. So I'll update you whenever that comes out, but that covers it for my catch-up. I am out of breath because I literally was just trying to run through that last part so damn fast so we could get into the meat of this episode. But let's kick it off. So we're talking about 10 things to stop doing so that you can start being happier and living a better life. The first thing is procrastinating. And I know I've talked about this so many times, but procrastination will destroy your ability to be successful. It's a simple fact. You need to start prioritizing the things that need to get done and you need to just do them. I So start tackling things promptly. Start gathering that sense of accomplishment and that will fuel your further motivation and discipline to continue the trend. And Leo Skeppy said this in probably a much more elegant way than I'm about to attempt to like recount it. But he said, if something needs to get done, just do it the first time it comes to your mind. And like my mindset for that, like I procrastinate doing the dishes because I don't like to do them right now. I don't know why it used to be like peaceful. Then I've just become, I've just started to dread it. So I've started procrastinating doing the dishes So this weekend, I actually attempted to do them like during the day because I always tell myself, oh, I'll do them when Romy goes to bed. And then I put Romy to bed and I'm like, ain't no way am I doing the damn dishes, dude. No effing way, which I need to. Anyways, I'm just sharing way too much about my freaking conundrum with the dishes. But 
my mindset shift that I adopted this weekend is the first time it crosses my mind, the first time I notice it, I'm just gonna do it. Whether that's three dishes, whether it's an entire meal that I'm cleaning up after, it needs to get done at some point. I'm the only adult in the damn house, so obviously I have to do it. So just do it the first time you see the mess. A couple of tips. One, break things into smaller, more manageable tasks. There is no need for you to throw on your freaking to-do list, like building a damn temple mountain situation, right? Like break it down. What can you do today and actually get it done? Second is set specific deadlines. If you, I don't know, you've got to be disciplined in order for this one to work. So you need to start coaching yourself on actually following through with things that you say you're going to do. But something to help that is setting deadlines. You just have to actually follow through with them. Like my podcast comes out on Tuesday. So I've been harder on myself to actually record and edit and upload and have it set for y'all on Tuesdays, right? That's my deadline. Um, Another tip is create a routine and establish consistency. I preach this shit every damn episode. You already know that I'm telling you to get a freaking calendar and do it. I use Google Calendar and it was freaking last week that I told you I color coordinated the shit out of it. It's beautiful, bro. Every time I open it, my heart sings a little bit. But just establish a routine, put it in your calendar, put in your deadline and get shit done on time. Minimize your distractions. Whether you work from home and you need to just get your ass into the office, whether you need to put in headphones, whether you need to take out your headphones, Minimize your distractions and actually put your mind to shit. We are literally being conditioned by social media to shorten our own attention spans. You get a rush of dopamine every time you swipe on TikTok, every time you swipe on Instagram, every time you double tap, every time you click through Instagram stories. Trust me, I do it. I know you are training yourself to have a shorter attention span and become addicted to like the constant rush that you're getting every seven seconds that you swipe. So minimize your distractions, put your phone on do not disturb. I've got bedtime scheduled in my phone so that I can actually establish a decent bedtime routine and you need to just do it. And then the final tip is think, what would my dream self accomplish today to feel better about where I'm headed tomorrow? So if that means you're doing the dishes today, do the freaking dishes today so that tomorrow you can focus on something different. If that is getting up early, going on a run, working out, if that is checking things off of your professional to-do list so that you are prepared tomorrow, you don't want to wake up tomorrow and be like, damn it, I knew I should have done this yesterday, okay? Just start doing it the first time it comes across your mind. Start doing it when it needs to get done so that you set yourself up for success. Procrastinating is a surefire way to not hit the goals that you want to hit. Moving on, the second one is negative self-talk. You have got to stop this. I was the queen of negative self-talk, dude. I, before this year, flashback to last year and then the few years before that, I had very negative views of myself. Part of that was because it was influenced by people that I was surrounding myself with, but you have got to just stop fueling that in your brain. Your head is your house, okay? You need to make it a nice place to live. Challenge your negative thoughts by questioning their accuracy and then start replacing them with positive affirmations. If you notice something in 
your work that is flawed. Say, oh shit, that's just a learning opportunity. I now have a chance to learn and get better. There's a positive twist to something you maybe made a mistake on. If you look in the mirror and just start critiquing every single thing that you see in the mirror, you need to stop right now, go stand in front of a mirror and tell yourself like five things that you like about the way you look. And I'm not shitting you. Just go do it. Say it out loud. What, no matter how stupid you feel, say it out loud and you will feel better. Next, practice compassion. Okay, practice some self-compassion. Recognize the things that you're doing. Everyone is so fucking awesome. And it's so hard for you to look in the mirror and recognize it. I have to stay, take a step back and remind myself the shit that I'm doing every day. Otherwise, I'd go insane. Otherwise, I'd be like, I'm never doing enough. I'm still failing. Like, you need to remind yourself that you are a badass and you're awesome and you deserve whatever it is you want. Okay, Start changing your mentality from this negative self-image, negative self-talk, shift it to positivity, and you will be amazed at the shit that you think you can accomplish and the shit that actually gets accomplished. It's amazing. Anyways, negative self-talk really is just 100% in your own brain, and it's just like a personal mental mindset shift that you have to decide to make. And just counter all your negative thoughts with a positive one. Start there. Start with positive affirmations in the mirror. Start with outlining the things that you are good at and focusing on those and you'll feel better. Third is to stop comparing yourself. This goes hand in hand with negative self-talk. I was, this was like my friggin' specialty, dude. I compared myself to a few different people and it literally ate me alive. Like as soon as I looked myself in the mirror and was like, what the hell are you doing, girl? Why do you think it's okay to compare yourself to these other people you don't even freaking know? Like, that is the stupidest shit I've ever heard. So get yourself out of that. Stop comparing yourself. Comparison is the thief of joy. First thing to do to stop comparing comparing yourself is focus on your journey rather than comparing it to someone else's. You will never have your life line up with someone else's perfectly give it up okay doesn't matter if you're looking at someone 10 years older than you your same age younger than you if they're more successful than you if they're failing like stop comparing yourself one especially stop comparing yourself in a negative outlook on yourself stop giving other people the negative end of the stick either you have no reason to be looking at someone else's life and being like they don't know what the fuck they're doing get over it. You are not living it. Move on. Stop focusing on other people's shit. Next, focus on your new unique strengths and your unique achievements. Same situation. Your life will never line up with someone else's. So stop comparing yourself that way. Okay. Start focusing on the shit that you are doing right. Next, set realistic goals. I don't like the word realistic, but for the purpose of this topic, Set realistic goals on not comparing yourself. If like I grew up with like negative reinforcement, so I need a like that's why I'm so competitive. I need a little bit of that like oomph, you know. But set realistic goals. Set yourself realistic boundaries on comparison comparing yourself. Preferably don't compare at all. Next, practice gratitude. This is my favorite freaking thing ever. Practice gratitude for yourself that goes back to having compassion for yourself 
But another thing you can do that's actually tangible is limit your social media use. That is like a key factor in why people compare. Like you literally can go and stalk people and just compare yourself to them. And like celebrities with these edited ass pictures on freaking Instagram and everywhere. Like you're looking at the highlight reel that's edited. It's not even freaking real, dude. Stop comparing yourself to that shit. And just remember, everyone's past is different, okay? That's the moral of the story. Fourth thing is stop ignoring your health, okay? I have gotten pretty passionate about the this year. I Before this year, I did not go to the gym. I did not give a shit what I ate. I did not care if it was healthy. We would eat literal junk food all the time. I did not fuel my body. I did not take care of my sleep schedule. And so that has been a highlight of my 2023 and prioritizing shifting those things. So first off, prioritize your mental and mental well-being. Remember that mental health is health too. This is a taboo subject. If you're depressed, go get help. If you're anxious, go get help. If you have OCD, go get help. There is literally nothing wrong with it, okay? A lot of it boils down to a literal chemical imbalance that you cannot just like change by thinking about shit differently. Like you have hormone imbalance, okay? Go get that looked into. Focus on your mental and physical health. Prioritize your self-care. And this should be a non-negotiable part within your personal calendar. You should schedule yourself time to take care of yourself if you cannot do it without it, okay? Next, establish a consistent exercise routine. I have already been over. I am on a three-day split. I heavily rely on the gym and I'm going to start running as well. So, Get yourself on a set routine. If a three-day split does not work for you, do one muscle group a day. Don't do any muscle groups a day and go on a walk at least. At least go on a walk every damn day. Next, prioritize sufficient sleep. I cannot emphasize this enough. I feel like shit when I do not sleep well. I feel like shit when I stay up late and I know that I shouldn't do it, right? These books, dude, are killing me though. Like, I want to read all damn night. So that has kind of sucked. Prioritize sufficient sleep though. You will notice try and get at least seven, preferably eight hours a night. Set yourself a bedtime schedule. Put your phone on do not disturb. Turn off your freaking distractions. Get away from your electronics like an hour before bedtime because then you will be a little bit less like concentrated on the blue light and a little more concentrated on actually chilling out. Next, maintain a balanced diet. Y'all already know I'm not like pretty partial to any specific diet plan. My main goal is getting enough protein because if you're getting enough protein, one, you can build muscle and two, you're going to curb your cravings. Like you're not even going to be hungry enough for them. Second is I've tried to implement intuitive eating, especially with Romy, because there is no reason to force or neglect food. That is absolutely disgusting. Like you should not be, one, if you're a parent, you should not be doing that to your children. And two, you should not be doing that to yourself. You should not force yourself to eat at a certain like amount or time every single day. I'm all about routine. But if you're not hungry, don't force yourself to sit there and fill yourself to the fucking brim. Next, don't neglect yourself when you need to fuel your body. Start eating breakfast. Stop telling yourself, oh, well, if I skip a meal, then I can have a bigger meal later. Or if I skip a meal, I can have XYZ for dessert. That's disgusting. That's awful. 
Stop depriving your body of the necessary things that it needs to survive. Stop depriving your body of the things that are necessary for it to fully function properly and at the capacity you want it to. I cannot emphasize this enough. It's so bizarre to me that people think that way. I used to think that way. I used to not give a shit. And now that I know better, I can't watch everyone else not know better. So if you're listening to this, you now know better. (laughs) Jeez. Anyways, the final part of not ignoring your health is you need to start managing your stress and fuel yourself with proper relaxation techniques. Whether you need to meditate three times a day, whether you need to just take a deep breath, I have implemented that with Romy. I implement it with myself. I tell everyone around me to take a deep breath because people don't, like, I did not learn that growing up. I was not disciplined that way. And it's important to learn, like, step back, take a deep breath, relax, calm yourself down before you engage in a conversation that needs to be had. So manage your stress, take a deep breath, lay everything out in a doable way. This goes back to the procrastination techniques where you outline realistic techniques that will get things done and just do things when they need to be done by. Next thing, the fifth thing is over committing. And this is pretty prominent, especially right now with the holidays. Stop over committing to plans. Stop overdoing your damn calendar. Sometimes I look at my calendar and I get a little overwhelmed because it is pretty chaotic. And I realize like, why did I not prioritize any time to like just chill in, you know? And it's mostly when Romy's not here. It's actually, that's pretty much the only time that I notice that is I commit to everything when Romy's gone because when Romy's here, I do prioritize time for just us. But when she's gone, I don't want to be lonely. So that is one of my goals is to stop overcommitting to things when I know I'm already busy. And let's learn how to stop overcommitting. First, learn to say no. This was kind of crazy because when I became an adult, I was like, damn, I can really just not go. I can literally just say no to the things that make me feel shitty. Like if someone's inviting me out and like I they don't make me feel amazing, like I can just say no. So learn to say no when it's necessary. Assess your current commitments before you agree to new ones. Look at your calendar, like actually look at your calendar and be like, okay, am I free? If I commit to this, do I have time to get ready? Do I have time to decompress later? Do I have time to mentally prepare? Like actually look at your calendar and logically think through what you're committing to before you freaking just do it. You cannot please everyone. Next, prioritize your tasks and events by importance. So this holiday season, that's hard because I have divorced parents. So it's like, obviously, I'm not going to prioritize one over the other, right? Like, I'm not picking favorites. So balancing things during the holidays is a little bit tricky. But just, like, give yourself some grace. Like, you do not have to always like overdo it you do not always have to be go 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 anyways prioritize things events tasks by importance level don't feel like you need to pick favorites just do what feels good you know and then finally set realistic boundaries and communicate them to the people that need to know it when 
they're actively engaged in your calendar. There are a handful of people who like know my freaking priorities, especially when it comes to my time with Romy. That's not negotiable. And you just need to communicate it and you need to be firm. You need to actually uphold the boundaries that you set. That is like the biggest fault that I had and that I see in people who like bring their concerns up to me. I'm like, that's because you said you were going to do this and then you didn't do it. So just follow through. The sixth thing you need to stop doing to start living a better life is stop living in the past. This was something that I struggled with really, really bad. And I would overthink not only my past, but the past of the people around me. And I'm like, I let it literally control my brain. I let it consume me and I could not function. You cannot live in the past. Depression lives in the past. Anxiety lives in the future. If you want to be at peace, live in the present. I've said it a million times. So the first thing you're going to do is you're going to start embracing the present. You're going to look forward to the future. You're going to start prioritizing. You're going to not procrastinate. And you're going to be able to actually enjoy the now. Then you, you really can't regret the things that you've done. Otherwise, you're going to discount what it has taken for you to get where you currently are. Like, I have been asked a few times this year, oh, do you regret getting married so young? Do you regret getting divorced? No, I do not. Because I got Romy. I got a mindset that I would literally never have. I've got a drive for success that I would never have. I've got goals that I never would have had had I not gone through that. I have a, like, my mindset is curated from the shit that I just endured for the last few years. Like, this did not come, like, I did not turn 18 as an adult and have this mindset. Absolutely not. It was freaking forced into me by the shit that I had to deal with and that I'm still dealing with. So you cannot regret the decisions that you've made. You can learn from them. You can tell yourself, that was stupid. That was a shitty decision. I feel like shit. I fucked up. But then you can be like, I now have the power to not do that again. Right? Stop regretting your decisions Stop, stop regretting the people you've had in your life. Stop regretting the decisions you've made and start learning from it. You're going to focus in on the present by practicing your mindfulness, practicing your gratitude, set new goals. Like I like to keep myself moving forward, right? And in order to do that, I've already said I'm competitive. So I like to have these goals that actually drive me forward. What is pushing me to my next thing And that goes back to you don't always have to be go, go, go. You need to learn like the balance between it. But I do always like to have something to strive for because that helps me keep looking forward rather than looking backwards at where I have been. Um, Again, just let go of the mistakes that you've made. There's no need to hold on to it. There's no reason to like I have never understood people who hold grudges because that's just consuming like unnecessary brain power right? Like you could be putting that energy into like progressing and getting better rather than just like hating the mistakes you've made or the things that other people have done to you. So let go of the things from the past, let go of your mistakes, learn from them, understand that the past was necessary and move on with the knowledge that you can choose how to react now. And now that you know better, now you know better and you can act better, right? That is literally the best part of life. That is how life works. Um, the seventh thing that you need to stop doing so you can start living a better life is avoiding challenges. 
I have learned this year that the only level of growth you will ever see is you're never going to be comfy. There's never going to be a time for you to be like, okay, I'm ready to take that step. No, you're going to be uncomfortable as shit. But you will know that like it needs to happen, right? Like obviously trust your gut a little bit. If it's a really bad decision, don't do it. But you will never succeed by staying within your comfort zone. So remember that. Face difficulties as an opportunity to grow. And recognize that growth is hiding in the things that you're avoiding. And it's always outside of that comfy little circle that you've built yourself. You're going to have to step out of your zone and just embrace challenges that are coming your way. Um, Focus on problem solving, okay? Rejection is simply redirection. That is the mindset that you have to have if you want to be successful. You cannot take rejection to heart, right? It is simply redirecting you to something bigger, better. Stop avoiding it. Face it head on. Put on your big girl panties. Let's do it. The eighth thing is stop cluttering. Stop leaving clutter everywhere. That's so frustrating. Your environment is a direct reflection of what is in your cranium, right? Like you cannot succeed if you are constantly living in a disaster or chaotic environment. Declutter your physical and mental space, right? Keep your dome clear. Keep your house picked up and clean. Research suggests that having a tidy space will reduce stress so that goes back to it not ignoring your health anymore. It will increase your productivity, which was number one, and it will just make you focus better. Having a tidy space all around will improve your mental health and it will improve your actual physical productivity levels. Clutter also will contribute to feelings more so of chaos, more distraction. It will, like an organized environment, simply like positively constructs your dome to do things that are good. My biggest tip for decluttering is simply have a 30-minute closing shift. Set a timer, turn on a 30-minute long playlist, whatever you got to do, and just pick up for 30 minutes. That's so easy. That's so doable. That's so simple. And then you wake up to a much cleaner space than you went to bed in, right? Like you go to bed having cleaned up. You don't have to stress about it right when you wake up. You don't have to be functioning in that environment first thing in the morning. And then back to the procrastination piece. I, again, like procrastinate my dishes. So this is decluttering my kitchen so that I can wake up, cook Romy breakfast, have a smooth breakfast and chill, not have to stress about the dishes that are in the sink. Just get it done. Again, don't procrastinate your decluttering process. The ninth thing you need to stop is having unhealthy relationships. This is hard because once you're in that position, I have been in that position. And it is so hard to leave. It is so hard to wrap your brain around the fact that that is not good for you. So surround yourself with positive influences. Surround yourself with relationships you admire that like are the basis and foundation of the values you want to have so that you understand what it looks like going into it yourself, right? I tell you not to compare, but that is something healthy, at least I feel like. Obviously, don't compare your relationships, but 
compare the factors of your relationships to what is going to make you feel good, right? What is authentic? What will be easy and feel the best for you? How do you maintain a healthy, happy relationship? Pay attention to red flags, okay? Stop being naive and stupid. Pay attention to it. If you see consistent negativity, if you cannot trust them, if you are being disrespected, that is not worth your time. Let me say it again. If you are being disrespected, if you are being put down, if you are being bullied, leave it alone. Move on. That is not for you. Okay? That is an unhealthy relationship. Look at the red flags and respect yourself enough to walk away. Some things are not worth fighting for. I am a firm believer in love is not enough. Love is not enough to make the world fucking go around. If you want a happy relationship, you are putting effort in every damn day. You are putting effort into yourself. You're putting effort into your relationship. You are not going to disrespect the person that you want to be with. And you are not going to disrespect yourself by being with someone who does not respect you. Next, assess how the relationship actually makes you feel overall. Look deep down. Are you even fucking happy? Do you even like them? Do you even like spending time with the person you're with? Why would you put yourself in that situation? If the answer is no. Simply leave. It is easy. Simply do what is best for you. If that is mending the relationship, be my damn guest, dude. I am all for that. If y'all can work on it and mend it and have a happy ever after, please. That is amazing for you. If not leave find better there's always better there's always someone who will make you happy okay there is there's seven billion people on the damn world you cannot think that you were meant for just one anyways one thing about a healthy relationship that you do need to incorporate is healthy communication this is something that is mind-blowing i saw a tiktok that this girl was like i snapchatted this guy and i was crying and you could see it but I told him my eyes were just watering because I was laying down, but he didn't connect the damn dots that the tear streaks on my face were the wrong direction for me to be laying down. And I'm like, you're literally delusional to think your partner is going to read your fucking mind. Communicate what you want. Your partner is not a mind reader. Do not expect them to be. Do not put yourself in that position where like you feel like you have to read someone's mind or walk on eggshells. That is the worst type of of relationship to be locked into okay communicate openly set your boundaries be clear be firm and enjoy it be happy be happy that your boundaries are there as a measure to uphold the respect level that you deserve make sure while you're upholding these boundaries you don't set yourself up for failure by conceding right all i'm telling you to do is just set your boundaries and hold them I'm so passionate about it because I didn't do it for so long, dude. I neglected my own self-respect for so long that I don't ever want someone to feel that way because I know how it fucking feels. I've been there. I've had negative amounts of self-respect. I've had negative amounts of freaking self-love. I never want someone to be in that position. So yes, I'm aggressive. I apologize for being aggressive, but I just want you to be happy and I want you to set yourself up for success. Sorry. (laughs) Okay, the 10th thing that you're going to stop doing so that you can start being happier is ignoring your passions. We are told to go to college, 
get a corporate job, and work until you're 60 and retire. And if that is not what you're passionate about, fuck it. Don't do it. That is so bizarre that we have like literally ingrained in an entire generation's brain that that's the only way to have a happy, successful life. That's stupid. Pursue what is going to bring you joy. Pursue what is going to feel fulfilling. Okay? I have had to schedule like dedicated time for the things that I'm passionate about. Set specific goals and break your goals down into manageable steps, especially if you are striving for a certain level of success or a certain goal, right? Break it down into things you can do. One, break it down into things that you need to have done quarterly. Then break that down into things you need to do monthly to hit those quarterly goals. And then break those monthly goals down into weekly and daily tasks that you can simply check off your to-do list every single day. So... That is, that's like the main gist. Recognizing the value of like pursuing what you love and prioritizing it, that is going to simply unlock like its own level of fulfillment. So if you can be dedicated and even just like the doing of it, you will feel it. Like you'll feel it in your heart that you are having the time of your damn life, right? You're doing something you're passionate about. I love it. I love seeing people happy like that. Oh my god. The last thing in regards to ignoring like your passions is just start holding yourself accountable. Stay connected with your passions. Hold yourself accountable to actually checking the things off that need to be done so you can stay in tune that way. Even if that means having an accountability buddy. If you need one, shoot me a message, dude. I'm so happy to help people succeed. That literally makes me so happy that people want to do things that make them happy. So find an accountability buddy and do it together. Anyways, that concludes our 10 things to stop doing to start living a better life episode. I hope that some of this was helpful for you. I hope if it wasn't helpful for you that you will send it to someone that you know could benefit from this information. And I love you. I hope you have the best week and I will talk to y'all next Taco Tuesday. Thank you so much for listening. As always, you can find links to my blog and my socials in the description. And if you enjoyed this episode, please leave a five-star review. Have the best Taco Tuesday. I'll talk to y'all next week.